friends, I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. Today, we're going to talk about killing giants. Praise the Lord. Let's open up today with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. As we jump into it today, let it come alive by the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, that it be our spiritual food, our daily bread. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit that will quicken your word to us. In Jesus' name we pray, and around the world we say, Amen. Praise God. Very briefly, I would like for us to look at a theme verse for the year found in Isaiah chapter 54, verses 1 through 3, and then we're going to move over to our text for today. But let's look at this verse just for a moment. Several verses, 1 through 3, verse 1, Sing, O barren, you who have not borne. Break forth in the singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. This, my friends, is the year of more. Get ready. Praise God. Verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent. This is the year of more. This is the year of enlargement. Enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. This is also a year of lengthening. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. This is a year of expansion. Woo! Praise God. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Praise God. Now, as we journey on throughout this year, eventually, by God's grace, we will reach the end of it. What in your heart and what in your mind would qualify at the end of the year for you to look at these verses and say, this was accomplished in my life? What would need to be done? What prayers would need to be answered? What miracles would need to be manifested in order for you to stand at a place at the end of this year where you say, I have truly experienced more, I have experienced enlargement, I have experienced uh, lengthening and strengthening, and I have experienced expansion. Truly, these verses have manifested fruitfully in my life. What would need to be done? Oh, well, Pastor Stephen, I have a few ideas. Good. I'm sure that you do, and we want to talk about those today. And more importantly, we want to have a heavenly strategy in order to get to that place of fulfillment, and that is what I would like to share with you today. Now, let's take our Bibles and go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now, what I'm going to want you to do is I'm going to want you to write down I want you to write down these things that you are believing God to do in your life this year. Not in the year 2058. Not in the year 2083. But these are the things that I want you to write down that you are believing God to do in your life this year. So that you can truly say, the things that I were believing were things of enlargement, were increase, were lengthening and strengthening. I want you to write those down. Praise God. And of course, 
you and I would have to admit, we're not talking about a 10 cent an hour raise. We're not talking about things like that. We're talking about making the, in, the kingdom impact that God has planned for you. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. So you're going to want to write that down. And it's not going to be more than five. And I, I want to explain why in just a moment. But you're going to write them down, and you're going to take them with you throughout this year. And here is the strategy from the Lord that I would like for you to take and implement into your life immediately, within the next 24 hours. Because days have a way of turning into weeks. Weeks have a way of turning in the months, and before you know it, you're at the end of another year. So we're going to take a kingdom strategy, a heavenly strategy. We're going to implement it. And when you stand at the end of this year, you're going to have accomplished some amazing things. Watch. You're going to have killed some giants, and you're going to have seen amazing breakthroughs. Now, verse 39. First Samuel chapter 17, David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Praise God. Hallelujah. You have to stay in your anointing. You have to be true to who you are in the Lord. I can't try to preach like R.W. Shambach. I'm not R.W. Shambach. I can't, I can't preach like that. I, I, and I, don't, I don't want to. God didn't make me to be like that. I can't, I can't uh, do some other things. I can't do this or that. But what I can do, I'm going to stay consistent with it because I can do what others can't. And I'm going to stay on that anointing, and I'm going to develop that anointing and continue to move forward with it because that, my friends, is where your greatest effectiveness is. And, you know, others may try to mold you or change you and, and, and try to make you into something else. You know, for those of you that are not in ministering, you may not understand that in in the traditional schools of ministry, I'm talking about uh, not so much maybe what we would call Pentecostal type ministry schools, but in your standard evangelical ministry schools where they, uh, you know, pop out ministers. Uh, they teach them and train them methods of preaching where you literally, you stand behind a pulpit and you're not supposed to use your hands. You're not supposed to have movement. It's all of this stuff that really strips you of uh, the identity of who you are. And when you read in scripture about the apostle Paul, it often makes reference when he's ministering about how he would use his hands. Can you imagine telling Paul, now, Paul, don't use your hands because that's not the way you do it. <laughs> so uh, it really is interesting how there will try to be, uh, you know, circumstances or others that try to put you in a mold uh, of not what you are. It's just not who you are. So stay in your uniqueness, praise God. And David, you know, he's like, hey, I saw, you know, Saul, thanks for letting me, you know, use your sword and your armor, but I, this is not the way I've, I've done this before. So I can't suddenly change overnight. And I'm going to have to go back with what is proven and what works best for me. Now, over the years, I have learned that if I just stay with the Word, and I stay on the basics with prayer and faith in God, and you just keep walking with God, 
these wonderful things unfold in your life. So we're not going to try to reinvent the wheel. Praise God. We're going to stay with what works. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 40, Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch, which he had. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. I'm going to give you a heavenly instruction to do something that will transform you into a giant killer this year. I would suspect you have probably never done in your life what I'm about to tell you to do, but there's a reason why I'm going to instruct you to do this heavenly act of wisdom. Praise the Lord. The things that you are believing God to do, I want you to write them down. Yes, Pastor Stephen, I'm ready to write. Good. I want you to write the number one thing that you want God to do for you on a stone. Praise the Lord. Now, these are some stones I picked up on the beach of all places. And uh, I want you to just get a stone or two or three, but upon that stone, I want you to write on each stone, like stone number one, I want you to write the number one thing that you're believing God to do. Now, of course, don't write it with a pencil, and don't write it with a pen. It's going to probably come off. You may want to use a Sharpie. Of course, you can't use the big ones because they're too thick. You can't write much. But you have these little ones, and they have even ones that are thinner tipped than this. And trust me, if you write it on there with that, it's going to be there. And you need to write it uh, with something like a Sharpie, because you're going to be carrying these with you uh, in a shepherd's bag for the entire year. Praise the Lord. So, uh, if you have three primary things that are upon your heart that would qualify for an Isaiah chapter 54 year, verses 1 through 3, of, that would represent great expansion, great increase. Okay, if that's three things, then you're going to need three stones. If there's five things, you, you're going to need five stones. If it's just one thing, well, praise God, all you need is one. Pastor Stephen, where do I get on that? <laughs> I trust that you can figure that one out. Praise God. They're everywhere. Hallelujah. They're at your feet. Hallelujah. Just grab what uh, you know would work. And if you need five, then get five. Well, Pastor Stephen, why did David get five? Well, he got one for Goliath, and he, uh, you know, I heard a preacher say, well, he got some extras just in case he, maybe he missed. No, Goliath in Scripture, we find, had four brothers. And the brothers were all giants, just like him. So, you know, a lot of times these family feuds, uh, it does turn into a family event. So David was probably thinking, well, you know what, if the brothers, you know, they, if they really get worked up, then I'm just going to have to take them all out today. So five smooth stones. I would like for you to get five smooth stones write on one stone one thing that you're believing God to do, and then put them, praise the Lord, in a shepherd's bag. Just like that. If you have four things, then you need four stones, whatever it is, okay? Not, no more than five. I mean, you're not going to be carrying around like a bowling ball or, or bag the size of that weight, but you, you're going to put them in here. Why, Pastor Stephen? Why? Because as the year goes by, and as each day goes by, you're going to take those five smooth stones, or 
tooth smooth stones or whatever it is. You're going to take them out of your shepherd's bag whenever it's prayer time, and you're going to look at them and say, God, I lift this before you in the name of Jesus. And uh, let's say it's for the salvation of your daughter or somebody like that, or the salvation of your son. Lord, I lift up so-and-so to you in the name of Jesus, Father God, and you begin to intercede for that person and then pray. And then you pull out the other stone representing this other thing that you're believing God to do. And Father, I, I bring this before you in the name of Jesus. Praise God. And what is it? What is this, Pastor Stephen? This, in essence, is your point of contact. It helps you to release your faith so that you can hold it in your hand before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you can go before the Lord praying. And see, when you're praying in the Spirit, particularly when you get over it, primarily just praying in tongues, while you do pray in tongues and your mind does not understand what your spirit is uttering to God, nevertheless, your mind is not being dormant. You visualize with your mind as you're praying in tongues this desire and this burden of your heart to see God move in this area. Yes, you can say it in English. Oh God, I'm asking you to do this. And I'm praying with all my heart, believing that you will grant me this request. And so you can get that out there in English and then just go off in tongues after that as you keep holding that stone in your hand. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. What are these? Giant killers. Mm -mm. Giant killers. Pastor Stephen, do I have to carry it with me all year? Maybe not. Maybe in three months, one of them is answered and one of the giants falls and a mighty prayer request has been answered, and you don't need to carry that one anymore. Why? It's done. There it is. Praise God. But until the bag is empty, until all the prayer requests are completed, then, you know, you, you keep the, the unanswered prayer request still in there until it's done. Praise the Lord. But I'm believing that before the year is out, the bag will be emptied, and each giant was hit. See, what we're doing is we're being strategic on purpose. It's different from like shotgun type strategy. Now a shotgun is very effective in the sense that if you load it with uh, what's called shot, it's just a whole bunch of little bitty pellets and you know you pull the trigger and it's going to send a blast in a circumference area that, that's pretty big and anything within that circumference, circumference is going to get hit and uh, may not, you know, it may not kill what you're aiming at, but it's going to inflict a lot of uh, destructive pain. Uh, you know, that's why a lot of times I use it when hunting birds, because a bird, you got to be very accurate with, especially if it's a long ways off, but if you have a shotgun, just, you know, you shoot it with a shotgun, well, something's going to hit it. You're, all those bullets are, uh, or little pellets are just going to spray everywhere, and it's probably going to get the little squirrel or bird or whatever you're trying to catch. But, you know, we're, we're not going to use that strategy of just hoping we hit something. No, we're doing more of a targeted rifle type spiritual exercise where we have written on the stones specifically what we are believing God for and has crystallized within our spirit as being an accurate prayer request that reflects maturity and wisdom in our asking. Mm-mm praise God, and we've written it on the stone, and God's going to do it. You know, when you, when you read the life story of Reese Howells, one of the greatest intercessors to ever walk on the face of the earth, he prayed uh, and interceded for uh, 
you know, for the victory for the Allied powers in World War II, and miracles happened because of their prayers. But he also prayed in other areas for his ministry, and God answered some of the craziest prayer requests where he would get these properties, particularly where he would pray for properties that would be impossible for him to buy, but he would buy them. And not only was it impossible for him to buy, oftentimes he would be up against a bidder that had unlimited buying power. And it would just seem like, well, first of all, there's no way he can get the property. He doesn't have any money. And second of all, even if he did get some money, there's no way he would have as much as, you know, who he's competing with. But he would just pray and pray and pray and take hold of God so much in prayer, he'd end up with the money and he'd end up with the property. And before you know it, he's, he has now purchased another phenomenal piece of property. But you have to be very... Uh, when you get good at prayer, you still have to walk in wisdom that you don't go after something just because you think, well, this is a good idea. There were, um, uh, well, there was probably one property he didn't even really need. Uh, uh, I think when I read the story about it, that uh, it was probably even a wrong request of what he was going to use the property for. But you know what? He prayed so strong and he prayed so hard, he still got it. <laughs> and, you know, all paid off and everything. So there is this element. You can get really, really good at prayer. And it's uh, a lot of it has to do with intense focus. And you stay on it and you stay on it. And you just keep bringing it before the Lord and you keep bringing it before the Lord. And what this is mainly is a, a way of having a point of contact where every time you have this in your prayer time, you're on target, you're focused, and you're, you, you just stay with that over and over and over. Well, Pastor Stephen, it's been two weeks. I, I'm going to throw this bag away, and I'm going to start over with, with some new stones and a new bag. No, no, no. You're, you're in for good. You're, you're locked in, praise God. And you're like, Lord, this is it. I'm, I'm in faith, and I'm bringing this before you. And it will really help you to focus. Praise the Lord. Now, remember the woman with the issue of blood? She said, when I touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be healed. And when she touched the hem of his garment, uh, what was going on there? It was a point of contact. A point of contact for what? For her to release her faith. And the moment she released her faith and touched, the anointing from Jesus flowed into her. See, there's no shortage of God's power or God's anointing. So we have to get our faith up and we have to contact the power the Lord, in a way where that anointing flows, the prayer is answered. So her touching the hem of his garment, that was her point of contact. This is yours, and you can take it with you uh, throughout the year. Now, rocks are plentiful. Stones are plentiful. Get some stones, but don't get more than five. You don't want to be carrying around 30 stones. Uh, I mean, that, that's kind of like... Uh, you're not going to be able to get dialed in. If you get a whole bunch of things, you don't need that. Plus, we're also staying with a biblical precedent. He only got five. He only got five. Well, Pastor Stephen, I have 22 things. I really, well, let's get the five first. Okay, then, then reload with another five. But let's work biblical principles. These are your giant killing stones. Praise God. Mm -mm. Verse 49, Then David put his hand in his bag, and took out a stone, and he slung it, and struck the Philistine in his forehead. 
so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. Now David, you know, uh, making it ultra-dramatic, goes and takes Goliath's own sword and chops his head off. But the truth be told, Goliath's dead. I mean, uh, those that are snipers or those that are in law enforcement that are uh, sharpshooters, in other words, if there's a hostage situation and you have a bad guy, and the bad guy has a gun to the head of the hostage person and is even kind of standing behind the hostage and has a gun right to their head, the, the snipers know that if you were to shoot the bad guy, in the, let's say in the upper body, his finger is on that trigger, and that's going to cause a muscle reaction where even if you're shooting here or somewhere and you, you, you're just shooting 20 times and you're killing, he's still going to be able to pull that trigger. But there's only two spots where the snipers know that if you shoot the bad guy, instantly he's out. It lights out instantly. He, it lights out so fast he can't even pull the trigger, and that's right here. And that... And the other, the other part is in the back, on the back area of the head. But right here, and that's right where David's rock hit the giant. And it was lights out immediately. It, it shuts off the nervous system completely. You, there's no muscle spasms, nothing. All you do is fall. <laughs> if you're leaning back, you fall back. If you're leaning forward, like Goliath was, because he was running and David was running, you're going to fall flat on your face. Because it, like, it was like he got shot with a rifle. That, that stone sunk into his forehead right here, and that's the one spot the snipers know. Get them right there, because if you get them right there, they, they fall, and they can't, even if their finger is taped to the trigger or wrapped with, um, you know, uh, some of these bad guys have even used um, duct tape, and they've got the gun taped to the head of the hostage, and they've got their hand taped to the gun thinking, well, there's no way anybody's going to kill me because I can still pull the trigger. Nope, not if they get them right in one of those two spots. It, it's instantly game over. So um, the Lord knows what He's doing. The Holy Spirit knows what He's doing. We are being very, very strategic. We are praying along this line. And my friends, this is mountain-moving faith. Woo, praise the Lord. And this is this, in a sense, is the spirit of Elijah moving upon the hearts of God's people to pray. Praise the Lord. James chapter 5, verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. In other words, he was human, had to eat. Oh, sure, he did, he did some fasting sometimes. There was one time he was fed angel food, and off the strength of that food, he was able to go you know, 40 days, 40 nights, no food with, you know, supernatural, super, superhuman strength. But outside of that, you know, still a normal person that, you know, he had to shave, he had to, you know, comb his hair and everything else. It's not like he was floating off the earth whenever he uh, walked. He had, he had quite a few supernatural experiences, but he was still a man. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain Pastor Stephen, the president is the highest man on the face of the earth. Oh, really? Well, uh, you'll find out real quick who the highest man on the face of the earth is uh, when a prophet prays and says, it's not raining for three and a half years unless I say so. Well, the president will override that. Well, let him try. Let the prime minister try. Uh, let the king try. 
you'll, you'll find out really quick that uh, the politicians and all this and all of that, they have their place. They have an executive place, and God, God honors that. God establishes these, these offices. You'll find out real quick, though, who's, um, who's the one that can really call the shots, if it comes down to it, if it's necessary, and God makes such directive decisions that could shut entire nations down, and there is no governmental solution. The only solution is those who know how to pray. And trust me, when Elijah said it's not going to rain, there is no other key anywhere else on the face of the earth that can unlock the heavens. Well, now we're just going to go talk to him. Nope, you're not going to find him. God's hitting. <laughs> and you're not going to kill him. God's hitting. Praise God. Hitting right under the king's nose, really, in some ways. They thought maybe he went off to another nation. King sent bounty hunters all over the place looking for him, trying to kill him, take him out. And there he was hiding down by the brook Cherith. Praise God. Mm -mm. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. I don't think there's anything written on anybody's stone that's watching me that says no rain over the whole nation for three years. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> So I think you should feel really good about the potential success of your prayer request getting answered. Mm -mm. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Praise God. Praise God. Go out and find some nice stones. Praise the Lord. I've actually got some cool ones here that when I was in Ireland, I was on the beach and I thought, oh, these are nice stones. I picked them up and brought them back with me. And they're perfect. I'm going to write on them. And uh, they, they're in my bag. And I'm going to have five in my bag. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to carry this with me all throughout the year until each one is answered. Praise God. I would like for you to do the same thing. This is a heavenly instruction that I have received. It is based on biblical principle. And I believe that your five smooth stones, your prayers, they're going to sail through the air with Holy Spirit accuracy. And you're going to hit your target? Hallelujah. And God's going to answer your prayers in the most remarkable way. And in, in quite a few of these cases, there will absolutely be miracles involved. Mm-mm. Lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are watching that are going to go out and get their smooth stones, and they're going to pray. They're going to pray, and they're going to pray, and they're going to pray. And we thank you, Father God, for the miracles that you're going to do. And Father, I, I sense that your people are going to do more praying this year than they've ever prayed in their lives before, any other year. They're going to do more praying this year than any other year. And that's that's why the miracles are going to be so smooth. And it's not going to surprise them at all when the miracle manifests because of their great faith and their strong prayer life. Now, Father, we thank you that miracles are our portion. We give you praise. We thank you in advance. Thank you, Father. Help your people to get their stones and to get their shepherd's bag. Father, we thank you that we don't need uh, to learn calculus. We don't need to figure out how to uh, get to Pluto and back. All we have to do is get five stones in a little shepherd's bag and pray. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to your name. Father, we thank you that the gospel is never complicated, that 
these are childlike principles of faith. And we give you praise, Father. Let us work them. Let us work them to great results. We bless you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Amen. If you're watching today's program and you don't know the greatest giant killer of all, his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that took the devil out. Oh, yes, the devil's still alive. I mean, from the perspective, he's still around. But Jesus dethroned him. And if you'll put your faith and trust in Jesus, he'll move you from the kingdom of darkness. He'll move your heart from a place of spiritual death to a place of spiritual life. And that includes your sins being forgiven and receiving of the new life of Christ. If you would like to receive Jesus right now, pray this after me. Say, Jesus, I'm a sinner, but you died for sinners like me. Jesus, I believe that you went to the cross to redeem me from my sins. Thank you for this. Jesus, come into my heart right now. Wash all of my sins away. Give me your new life. Jesus, write my name in your book of life. And from this day forward, step into my life and lead me and guide me in all that I do. Thank you, Jesus. I accept you as my Lord, my Savior, and my King. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Welcome to the family of God. Woo, praise the Lord. All of you giant killers out there, get ready. Praise God. Woo, the spirit of Elijah resting on you. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Don't be writing on any, don't be writing on a stone. I want a dollar raised. Don't be doing silly stuff like that. Don't be writing little bitty uh, uh, kindergarten stuff on your stones. You have, you have some weighty stones. David took out Goliath. We need to have some giant killers around here. Pray, we, we need some real testimonies around here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Pastor Stephen, I got a new pair of shoes. It costs $49. That, that, that's nice, but we don't need to put a 49 pair of dollar shoes on stone. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm. We need some giant killer testimonies. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Amen. Let's take communion together today. Grab some unleavened bread. And grab some grape juice. And let's pray. Father, we thank you for the bread, the juice. We pray over it now, and we consecrate this. We set it apart as being holy. And through this prayer, this is now the body and the blood of Christ, our Savior. Father, as we receive the body of Jesus, let our request be accurate. Father, the shaft of an arrow had to be extremely polished and straight so that it would not veer off course. Let our request be approved by the Holy Spirit written upon the stone in faith, and let fervent prayer be made. We thank you, Father God, that this is a year of increase, expansion, strengthening, lengthening, and so much more. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. 
we ask that if we have committed any sins, that you would forgive us. And Father, we forgive anybody, anyone who sinned against us. We thank you, Father. We ask that you would lead us away from temptation. We ask that you would deliver us from the evil one. We thank you, Father, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Father, we pray that you would be greatly glorified through the answer of these prayers. Your kingdom would be increased. Souls would be saved. Thank you, Father God, and that the saints would be strengthened. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. My friends, thank you for joining me today. Go out and get your stones. Get your shepherd's bag. Technically, this is not like, you know, a bag that I got from a shepherd. I just found it sitting on a shelf um, here in the ministry center. wasn't being used. had some other things in it. I took them out, took those out, and put my stones in here. Praise God. I've got to get a couple, a couple of other stones to go in here. But go get your stones, get your bag, and then just start praying. Pray all the time. Worship the Lord. Lift the stones up. Get them out. Speak it out. Bring them before the Lord. That's your point of contact. Hallelujah. I look forward to hearing about your miracles that you're going to receive. Have a blessed day. I'll see you back again real soon. Bye-bye.